swimming through a sea of ideas. I on a raft without a pattern. We'll gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> My friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Mufi's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but Happy hour guest host tonight. Put your hands together, everybody, for Sergio Novoa. Uh, this thing on. Hi. All right. Yes. Welcome to Mutiny Radio Happy Hour. I will be hosting today. And we are going to get the show started right off the bat. Our first performer for tonight is Warhol Kaufman. Give it up. Oh, don't forget, don't forget, uh, there's a mailing list. Donate $2 or take a picture and post it and tag it on social media. Shit. I tell a black man, good to see you. Not because I know him, because he survived. You guys like Bernie? You like Bernie? I love Bernie Madoff. I love I love Bernie Madoff so much. Dude. Bernie Madoff stole $65 billion. $65 billion. I love Bernie Madoff, dude. That's white privilege. That's amazing. I couldn't steal $65 billion if I wanted to, and I do. I do want to. So I got the last laugh. Um, I was actually performing comedy while Trump got elected. Like the moment. And it was on a screen. I was on. I got a video of it. I literally got the last laugh. Possibly of all time. I was watching American Crime Story. Season three. Wasn't that good? Like, it wasn't that good, but there was this one, there was this moment when this guy came forward and he did this man rape poem. It was a poem about being man raped. And it was like, it was a really good poem. It was such a good man. It's like one of the best man rape poems I've ever heard. And I was like, the writing on this poem is so much better. I don't think this poem was written by the same people who wrote this season. Which means that the producer of the show had to spend like a long night just reviewing man rape poems. <laughs> and he did a good job because it was a really good poem. I don't know if you heard about Max Landis. 
Max Landis. Yeah, Max Landis. He's a... I never heard about Max Landis until the rape accusations came out. Um, like, he's, he's directed some films. He's like a moderately well-known director and a really famous rapist. Thanks for coming in. You killed my punchline on the rape joke. Jesus. We were broing out in here. God damn it. <laughs> no more women in comedy. Um, I saw a pro-life billboard. It said, man, real men love babies. Real men. I just wanted to put a Nambla logo on it, you know. They, they know. They know about Nambla. <laughs> if you don't know, Nambla is the North American Man Boy Love Association. They lobby. They're lobbyists. They lobby for pedophiles. That doesn't necessarily mean just because they spend their time lobbying and raising money to lobby for pedophiles doesn't mean that they're, pe they're all pedophiles. They're pedophiles. <laughs> that reminds me of my sixth birthday. All right. Give it up for Warhol Kaufman. Our next performer is John Gallagher. I'm a big L.A. Dodger fan, as you can see. I'm a yeah, big, big fan. I uh, yeah, just I don't know why I'm like this. Anyway, uh, guys, I walked around uh, in Oakland a couple days ago. It was the Fourth of July, and I'm walking around enjoying the stuff. And I see a, a guy uh, come up to me, and he uh, just decides to comment uh, at me, and he goes, "Wow, looks like your skateboarding days are over," and just kept going. And it's like, what a what a burn for no reason, you know? Because this guy just in one sentence was like, you're old, you're broken, it's over. <laughs> I was like, fuck. It's like the perfect millennial, like the, 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 the completion of the comparative version of that, if you were like, if you saw like a, a baby boomer, it'd be like, looks like football's over, Montana. Like that'd be like the equivalent of what he said to me. And how bad do you look when you don't just remind a man of a person that looks bad, but you remind him of like a bygone era, you know what I mean? Like, fuck. It's like, feel like trying today? Don't. Better not. It's over. Your body's atrophying. I got excited because I saw a man fall down rollerblading, and uh, it really got me juiced, I got to be honest. Uh, that somebody must just feel rollerblading, must just, it just goes 10 times to me when I see them fall. And it was even better because he was on BART, and just, what a fucking asshole automatically, you know? He's like... Transbay Tunnel, he's like, what well, time to rollerblade? You're like, what the, f no, what the fuck? We're using, we're in our, we're in our horror tube right now under the ocean. You're not going to go on wheels right now. So he starts spinning around and he hits somebody's crutch. He falls over and he hits his temple on one of the armrests. And uh, as soon as you see him get up, like, I just, I, the, the joy from my body was I was on the other end of the bar cart. I just went, yes! And I was like, <laughs> 
And then it made everybody around me laugh. And then the thing is, he heard me too. And now you see a guy that was like rollerblade run happy. Now you get to see sad rollerblading. Oh my goodness. You see a man just <laughs> like slowly, sadly gliding like a pathetic dementor. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, baby, for you Harry Potter nerds out there. By the way, I joined the Harry Potter, like, GPS game. Fuck, dude, it's so much fun. Walking around 31, casting spells, baby. It's like, where's the one to fix my life and not do stand-up? What's the, where's that spell? Where's the one to go back in time and not be a fucking giant baby, huh? No. That, thank you. That, that's also that. It, like honestly, you guys, you guys in the radio probably can't hear this. Pam from the booth yelled, "You're so cool." That's the good indication you're not very cool. One person, <laughs> one person yelling at you, just like a single gunshot punctuating the darkness. And it's <laughs> it's always well intentioned, but is there anything worse than uh, positive heckling ever? No, never. <laughs> Fucking. Positive heckling is the fucking worst thing in the world. You're doing good! Fuck! Shut up! Let me spiral! <laughs> I'm trying to fucking feel like shit at you. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. Once again, Mini Ray, this is the place for that, right? Cool. Thank you. Punctuated by a clown horn again. Fucking just like, it's, it's all coming together, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Now, I got to see fucking, like, uh, uh, did anybody else hear machine gun fire last night? In fucking, in for the 4th of July. Like, it was, it's awesome. Like, I was listening to, like, the, the fireworks going off. Because, like, there was, it's Oakland. And it was awesome. Because there were these guys just drinking 40s, taking over fucking Telegraph. Just, like, not, there's no, there's no secrets here. It's just, like, if drinking 40s, shooting fireworks up on Telegraph. Three police crews went by. And they never stopped. Well, not even once. And, like, you hear fireworks. I'm like, ah, oh, it's a lot of fireworks. Then you hear, ta 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 I'm like, well, that's not a firework. That is a, that is gunfire. And somebody may be dead. But anyway, thanks, guys. That's pretty fun. Oh, ta -da -da. All right, our next performer is Dan Lewis. All right, all right. So, as soon as I get this $2 in here, I'm going to talk to you about uh, autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You hear about people uh, dying of this on accident, you know, and you have to wonder how many of them are actually not accidents, you know. Like they may, I can imagine somebody wanting to hang himself and at the last second thinking, you know, I heard this was good, <laughs> and I'm here, so yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I wonder maybe maybe if it's like actually saved some people at the last second, you know, they, like they're like, wow, that was amazing. I'm cutting myself down. I needed a hobby. This is exactly what I needed, you know? Finally something to, if not live for, die accidentally later for. Yeah. I'm glad the way that I like to climax isn't physically dangerous to my health, you know, because just crunching the numbers, I'd definitely be dead by now for sure. You know, because I, I, like I assume most of you, have finished by myself vastly more times than I have finished with someone else there, you know, and that's really kind of the root of their problem when you think about it. Like they're, like the danger of autoerotic asphyxiation isn't so much the asphyxiation. You can do that with somebody else. It's fun. It's safe, right? It's more the auto part that's the problem. Yeah. 
They're dying of loneliness. That's what's happening. Yeah. So no one, yeah, no, I was going to say, no one dies, no one dies, work on that one later. There was one last line there, it's not that good. Uh, So what's the other thing that, uh, ageism I want to talk about too, because you've been hearing about it a lot with Biden uh, running and uh, I guess uh, Bernie Sanders and stuff, you know. It's kind of a weird, it's a weird thing though that we, it's it's the only group where you can't rationally argue that it isn't worse to get older. Like it does suck to get older, and I know this, I'm I'm 43, like I'm I'm dumber than I was 15 years ago. I can feel it. I'm definitely dumber than I was 15, and you're not going to get fresh new ideas from Biden the way that he had years ago when he wasn't bussing minority kids. You know, that, that's like a, I'm just saying, it's not a fresh. Um, and what I want to say was that uh, it's the only, it's really the only thing that gets, wor- the only identity group that that quality gets worse over time, just by definition, right? It's like no one's, no one's going to say, go ahead, elect Buttigieg, but by the end of his first term, keep in mind he's going to be four years gayer. Anyway, just a thing, right? This one's definitely not going to go over then. Uh, the, the one I was saying about was the uh, uh, people are getting all worked up about the, uh, the pictures of people dying at the border. Like, that's, like they see the pictures and they're like, oh, it's drumming up a lot of sympathy. I just think it's weird that you don't, uh, no one ever has sympathy unless they actually see visual evidence of it. Like they're told people are dying at the border and they're like, I don't know what you're, t- I don't know what you're talking about. They see a picture of it and they go, oh, I get it, dying. <laughs> It's like, the, that's like they never got past the peekaboo thing that you do with kids, you know, when you cover your face and you show it, they're like, oh, for some reason they still have that one. Yeah. Last one was, uh, you always hear about that plane crash, on that, uh, the subject of death, I suppose. Uh, you always hear about that plane crash that killed Buddy Holly and, the, and Richie Valens and the Big Bopper in 1959. No one ever mentions the pilot who died in that crash, you know? And like, I, I mean, I think that's wrong. You know, like as a music fan, I think they should also not mention the Big Bopper. <laughs> Come on, that one stupid song, right? The best thing he ever did for his career was get on that plane. There's, oh, I'm just saying, that's what it was, right? They should call it, uh, <laughs> they should call it the day the music plus two other dudes died, just to clarify everything. All right, I'll leave it at that. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. <laughs> All right, our next performer is Cody Abe. I just cut my finger. That's the middle one, fuck. Uh, A little bit about me, I'm from Hawaii, and so that means no, I'm not gonna show you around. Uh, being from Hawaii is kind of like the, uh, guy with the truck, but for the vacation world, like, no, like I, I'll have to, I'll do it, but like, you gotta buy me pizza, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like growing up in Hawaii because, uh, like it's such a, it's it's everyone's close knit and it's all like family. You know, you're walking down the street, you see some guy, you're like, Hey uncle, how you doing? He'll respond. You walk into the store and you'll be like, Hey Auntie, and she'll give you like a free, you know, candy or something. You walk outside, you see a drug dealer and he's like, Hey grandma, how you doing? You know, like she's she's just there on the corner selling drugs. 
but you know, uh, growing up in Hawaii was awesome. Leaving it, now I hate being from Hawaii. Being from Hawaii sucks. Because I realized that from birth it robbed me of one thing. It robbed me of the joy of visiting it for the first time. Uh, it made it so that uh, basically uh, I'm resentful at it, you know? And somebody told me that I should be grateful that I'm from Hawaii. And I, I wholeheartedly disagree because telling me to be grateful for, for that I'm from Hawaii is like telling somebody in a goofy costume in 90 degree weather at Disneyland that he should be happy that he's on the happiest place on earth. Like, no, like, that's just sad, dude. Like, he wants to be an actor. Like, fucking tell him to go chase his dreams, you know? <laughs> like, don't stay on that small uh, paradise being cucked by paradise. You know, I don't know, whatever, whatever. Like, you're fucking, like, I don't know, whatever. Uh, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. I'm so distracted by my finger being cut because I don't know what cut it. You ever get those? Like, you just don't know what cut it. And you're kind of just like, oh, great, now I have hepatitis. Like, like you scraped it on some needle somewhere? I don't know. Probably not. I was attempting to fix that door and didn't work. I think I cut myself. I don't think I should do, I don't think I should do manual labor, you know? Like, if, if, my, <laughs> if my hands aren't strong enough to withstand a screwdriver. I don't know what's, can't even, god damn it, I'm a pussy. Um, yeah, I'm a pussy, uh, so basically, yeah. Uh, but you know, going back to being family on Hawaii, like like everyone's family, right? Uh, but, oh dude, I totally lost my track. Fucking, this finger, fuck! This finger is so distracting. Reset, reset, reset. New joke. This this lady on a plane uh, fell asleep, uh, and, it's, and then the plane landed, and then it parked, and everyone got off, and she was still sleeping, and they managed to, ev and then the pilots got off, and she was still sleeping, and imagine being that comfortable on a plane. Holy shit. <laughs> God damn it. I mean. You know, she woke up and they were like, "Oh, good thing that she uh, she she wasn't gonna cause any trouble." You know? Well, maybe if she woke up and saw me, she would be like, "Hey, take me to Hawaii, bitch!" And I'll be like, "Fuck!" God damn it! All right, thank you, everybody. All right, our next performer coming up, Charity Pomeroy. I see a five. <laughs> I love how planes are coming up. Uh, I just flew somewhere for something. I don't even remember. Uh, but I fucking hate flying. I really hate it. And it's not, it's not my fear of the plane going down and crashing. It's the fact that every time I get on a plane, I think, well, shit. I just paid a ridiculous amount of money to seal myself inside a canister of other people's farts and sneezes. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're just there inhaling other people's asses. Uh, so that's fun. Yeah, you ever get sick after you go on vacation? It's not because of where you went. It's because you had your face up 170 other people's asses for however many hours. And you paid for that shit. So yeah, that's, that's why I hate flying. Um, in fact, I always think you, you go into the airplane bathroom and they have seat protectors. Yeah, at that point, you can skip the seat protectors. They're not going to help you out. You may as well just lick the toilet seat clean before you sit down. You've already got all of that shit inside your body. You may as well just welcome it at that point. So, uh, I, yeah, fucking hate flying. Um, I also hate junk science. It's everywhere on Facebook. Yeah, snap for that. Uh, and I have all of those friends, because I'm originally from Utah, who uh, never left town or learned how to read uh, an entire article. They just read the headline. So they'll read the headline like, a glass of wine is the same, according to scientists, as one hour at the gym. And it's like, well, you can actually go read the study, and that's not even remotely what it concludes. Uh, another one that I saw that I really love was scientists find that smelling other people's farts can cure cancer. Yeah, you've seen that one. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's not true. There was another fart related one actually. Uh, a new study finds that smelling farts staves off dementia. I'm like, well, if that was true, then flight attendants would remember everything. <laughs> They'd be fucking autistic at this point. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's not true. So I was originally raised in Utah, raised Mormon. Woo, yeah. I was so Mormon, I didn't even hear the word abortion until I was 19. Like that was just not something a Mormon girl would do. In fact, I was told in church, I was told at home that my entire purpose as a Mormon woman was to grow up, marry a Mormon man, and let him put his babies in my belly. And that was my entire purpose as a young Mormon woman, to grow up, marry a Mormon man, let him put his babies in my belly. I even remember my mom sitting me down and giving me the talk when I was old enough, she was like, Charity, your entire purpose in life is this one thing. That's your whole purpose in life. So the worst possible thing that you as a woman could ever do, the most evil thing that a woman could ever do is for a woman to get fat. Yeah. Because then no Mormon man's going to want to put his babies in your belly. And uh, I, I was 19. I took that to heart. Gained 90 pounds. Because turns out I'm a lesbian. <laughs> On the health scenario. Yeah. Uh, but my mom was right. No Mormon men did want to put their uh, babies in my belly after that. But they sure did want to put their dicks in my mouth. Anyway, that's my time. My name is Charity. Give it up for Sergio. I dated a Mormon man, and yeah, could not put babies in his belly either. But he did like my dick in his mouth. So I, I agree with that. All right, you guys, our next performer runs this whole show over here. Please give it up for Pam Benjamin. Yes. Don't forget to donate 
take a picture and we have a mailing list for you to sign. I, I, I got the time. I'm mailing list. Yeah, I'm like, oh, the people are on the internet. Isn't that cute? Yay! Hey, everybody. <laughs> Who likes to drink? <laughs> Yay! Anybody change their entire life because they love drinking and smoking pot? Yay! Uh, has anybody ever gotten so high they forget how their own shower works? Is that a thing? No, everyone knows how their own shower. No one does that. You guys aren't old enough that you're like, get so high and you're like, I'm gonna fall down, ah! And it's like, why don't I have those little things on the floor like your grandma that's so you don't slip and die? Anyone worried about being, I'm so worried about the EMTs finding me like, not that I'll be naked, because I don't have a problem with that, I want them to see my enormous bush, but like, I don't want them to see my decomposed body that my cat has eaten half of, you know what I mean? Like, no one's gonna find me for a couple of days, it's gonna smell funny. Yay, death. Uh, political, everybody feeling political? Hey, did I, is that the right transition? Does anyone worry that World War III is coming like tomorrow? Ah. I'm leaving the country and I'm so nervous because I'm like, what happens if World War III breaks out and I'm in Greek islands? <laughs> I think I just get to stay in the Greek islands, I guess. Like, World War III, go ahead. I've got Greek friends and they like immigrants, so I'm gonna be like an American immigrant living in Greece. Yeah! <laughs> It's like 1,500 euros. <laughs> we'll see how long that lasts. It'll be fine. I can. They value sex work over there, so I should be okay. <laughs> it'll be. It'll be great. Like I'll finally. Cool. I was married for a long time, and that is like sex work without being paid, unless you like. Anyway, anyone else was married? I my first. I was married. I got my first STD. Sexually transmitted debt. Anyone been married? Let's go. Cool. I was married. That's what you get. That's a tax joke. Um, <laughs> I don't want to be political. I, I love taxes. I'm like, tax it all. <laughs> Give it all away. Universal basic income, $1,000 a month. What would you do? Seriously. Like, wouldn't that be great if all of us got $1,000? It would be so great. Like, this place would actually be fine. <laughs> and then everything else, I'd be like, yay, is this just $1,000? <laughs> With the people that have billions of dollars, like $1,000 of them is like nothing. They wipe their ass with $1,000 bills. It's nothing, right? And I'm like, $1,000? Yeah. I'm a Marxist, I'm sorry. The thing that makes me crazy is that like women have babies and it's called labor and they don't get paid. It's literally called labor, right? Like, I don't know what to call myself. I mean, I'm a cute man. I'm a person. I'm a female. We're all peephole. I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. So I have to call myself a feminist because it's the only word spelled without the word men in it. <laughs> spelled with an I. I'm a feminist. Get out your T9. I know no one knows how to spell. No one can read. <laughs> Marx is dead because no one can read. There's all these words though, like, right? Like hymen. Right? You break my hymen. Hymen! Hymen! You can have sex with me now! Hymen! Right? Menstruate. It's the one thing you can literally never do when you put your name all over it, men straight. The one I do get is menopause because when I'm 55, men are gonna pause before swiping left or right on my profile. Thanks so much, you guys. I've been Pam Benjamin, Sergio Navoa, yay! Thank you.
I avoided menstruate and high men. I just stuck to men. So that worked out. All right, our next performer is Max Eddy. Hi guys. Okay, um, I I did a fun thing last week. I went to one of those places with the with all the mirrors. Have you guys ever been to, like the the crazy mirrors? Like you look into them, and you look like an oompa loompa or something. Like you're like, Ugh, like it's all crazy and stuff. Super fun. Yeah. Um, we have one. It's like right in my. Uh, it's near my place in Fairfield. It's called 24 um, Hour Fitness. I don't know if you guys are. That's that's way too long a setup for not that great a joke. But uh, <laughs> it's. You gotta, you gotta know. That's for the recording, baby. That's for me. But now I did go to the gym. Um, I was, I was uh, bench pressing, obviously, and I, uh, <laughs> I actually, I hurt my chest a little bit. Um, I didn't, I didn't add any plates, but I added a second bar. So I was like, that's not, that's not a real joke, but it's so funny the idea that someone's like, no, no, no I don't want to put extra plates on the side, but I'll just throw another bar on there. They're made of steel. It's pretty heavy, so it's. Um, some. I actually did hurt my chest though, and my mom's a nurse, so she gave me one of those icy hot patches. Have you guys ever used one of those? The um, like the, the ones uh, Shaquille O'Neal has the commercials where he's like, uh, put it on. Uh, it's icy to dull the pain, then hot to relax it away, so you can dunk on pain. Like uh, dumb shit like that. Uh, he doesn't say that. I said it, but it's <laughs> he would say it, right? Um, but uh, I put it on. And uh, it started hurting like within a minute. It was really weird. You know when someone like puts a piece of ice down your shirt and you're like, I'm not sure if this is hot or cold, but I'm definitely dying. Have you guys ever had that sensation? That's it. I st it was like searing. And I asked my mom like, what the fuck? Like, is this supposed to hurt? I thought it was supposed to take pain away. Like, what's going on? She's like, don't worry, it gets better. I'm just like, it wasn't supposed to get worse. Like that's that's the whole point. Like this is supposed to relieve pain. And <laughs> what happened is, um, I at one point like put my hand on my eye, uh, and yeah, you're not supposed to do that because uh, it's got menthol in it and it started burning my eyes. I'm like, you know, what? I'm really not worried about my chest pain now that I'm blind. So uh, this is you know a better predicament. Thanks, Shaquille. But uh, yeah, man, it's uh, uh, it's crazy, man. I'm single right now, which is. Um, clear from how unfunny that first joke was. That's, that's what it should be. This is uh, your only way to achieve self-worth, everybody, is to be funny, and we're not doing it, okay? Um, <laughs> that's dumb. Um, now, I, uh, I've been uh, on the, the dating apps and stuff. I actually, I have uh, Tinder Gold. Is anyone else gentrifying love? Anybody? Um, it's a... Uh, um, what it does, you get unlimited swipes and you get to boost your profile so more people can see it. Um, it does not make you taller though, just FYI. Um, it doesn't, uh, it's really just pushing a product out there that you shouldn't be pushing. That's really all, all the premium is. But uh, I've realized like most people just aren't direct on those things. Like that's usually my issue. But uh, a couple weeks ago, I had a girl who was very direct and I never want that to happen again. Okay. Cause this is what happened. So um, I texted her like, Oh, what are you doing this weekend? And she just immediately texts me. I come to your house tonight. And she didn't have a Russian accent, but she felt like she did. You know, like she was very, uh, very aggressive. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, but she, she came over. Uh, she comes into my bedroom, and then <laughs> all I have in my bedroom, I'm in a new place, so uh, it's just like a bed and a half-built IKEA desk. Like that's that's all I've got in there. And she comes in the bedroom. She sees the IKEA desk, and she goes, "We have to build that." I was like, no, we don't. She's like, I just have this thing in my head where if I see something that's like not built, like I just have to 
finish it. And I'm just like, ah, I have this thing in my head that makes me want to come. Uh, <laughs> so if we could do that. But she, she, <laughs> we actually did build it. Um, we is the wrong word. She built it. I was her apprentice the entire time. She was like, she was patronizing me and stuff too. Just like, oh, like, how do you not know how to build this? I'm just like, this is Ikea stuff. There's a whole community of people who can't do this. Okay. Like that's, this is like a common, have you been on any of the forums? Like this is, this is a big issue that people have is building this stuff. Um, and after that, uh, she left. And uh, now I'm here, guys. So bye. Thank you. All right. Give it up for Max Eddie and his lesbian date. All right. The next performer is Hunter Story. All right. Almost ready. Dope, okay. How y'all doing tonight? How's everybody? Hold on, shit. Hey, hey, testing. Hey, 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 how's everybody doing? Everybody, yeah. Everybody, despite their incredibly different uh, social and socioeconomic circumstances, coming together under these common grounds and forming a kind of modern-day breakfast club? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I like to see. Um, did you ever have one of those kind of like delayed woke moments where, I, I think everybody does, and by that I mean you kind of like realize the, like the racistness or whatever of something that happened like a long fucking time ago, but just randomly like in the spur of the moment, like you're at work and you're like, holy shit, were there any, anything other than white people in the breakfast club? <laughs> no, there were not. The answer to that question is there absolutely were not. Uh, anybody married? Make some noise if you're married. Yeah, that's about the reaction. That's about the reaction that I normally get. Like, regardless of like age or socioeconomics or demographics or whatever, I walk into a comedy room and I say that in the Bay Area, and people look at me like I just asked them if, like, hey, do you want to use this butt plug I just found on the ground in the tenderloin? Like, that is what people think of that. Uh, I'm married, uh, however. I've been, uh, it's just like I was being responsible. It was just the right time in my life. I'd been married for, or I'd been, sorry, I'd been with my girlfriend for about five and a half years before I broke up with her and married the person that we're talking about right now. Uh, she and I got married after we'd known each other for about five months. I'm very impulsive. Uh, but, uh, you know, what, what, what did I want to say about marriage? Hold on a second. What did I want to say about marriage? Open mic. I wanted to say, uh, oh, yes, I remember what I wanted to say about marriage. I don't give a fuck anymore what society thinks. I only care about what my wife tells me. Um, I like Put it this way. The only reason I get a haircut is because of my wife. That's the only reason I think to do something like that. I just walk into the Aveda Institute because it's cheap because they're all students. Look it up. I walk into the Aveda Institute <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I say, um, hey, I just you know have this picture of Bradley Cooper that my wife gave me. Can you please pencil me in? This is the only reason I do things. Um, does any, so the thing that I think that the secret to marriage that I found out is you just do 
the right thing, even if it's painful or boring or, you know, arduous or whatever. Like if they like shit clean, as most people do, you clean that shit. You know, if they leave the house for several days, you clean everything. You clean so well and so hard that maybe if you clean well enough, you will figure out where they hid your cocaine. She is getting really, really good at that. Um, I would say that the only difference between me and my, my nuclear family consists of me, my wife, and my dog, my 120-pound German Shepherd. And the only difference, we all weigh about the same, too. The only difference between me, my wife, and my dog is that when we get home after a long, hard day, we all pee in different parts of the front yard. That is, that's about it. Uh, okay, so I had a random thought um, the other day when I'm on acid uh, about you know, my life, my job. I'm a recruiter. I do recruiting. I move people. I find people jobs. I move them to different places and I do immigration stuff. So I also find people better situations. I move them to different places. I was on acid the other day. It occurred to me, I'm a human trafficker. No, I am. I'm just the most socially acceptable and legal form of human trafficking where people actually feel like you did a favor for them afterwards. But it's got to be one of the oldest professions in the universe, right? Like prostitution. It's just self-human trafficking. I'm a, I'm a human trafficker. Okay, we'll, we'll end on a better note here. One more. So um, my standards for myself have lowered since I've turned... 30, anybody else over 30 standards for yourself have lowered? I used to think I was like, when I was a kid, I thought I was going to be like a statesman or a diplomat or some shit like that. And now I am just excited. I'm just proud of myself if I can go to the bathroom without doing cocaine. Full circle. All right. Have a good night, everybody. All right. Give it up for Hunter. Being so woke, he's human trafficking. Now we know how he met his wife. Yes. Uh, oh, there you go. I'm also an oracle on the side. Uh, please give it up for our next performer, Jack Ferguson. All right. What's going on, guys? Uh, I hate gentrification. I try to do my part to fight it which is why I like to give homeless people firecrackers. Um, there's not a whole lot of techies who will want to live in a city where they get constantly assaulted by bottle rockets. Um, yeah, got the whole marina living in fear. I, uh, I like to find creative solutions to problems. Uh, I wanted to buy a maid for my house, but I don't have enough money. So I just started spiking my roommate's orange juice with Adderall. The house has never been cleaner. Uh, he's having a sort of a panic attack though. Sometimes he'll have the orange juice for dinner and instead of, you know, going to sleep, he'll just spend the entire night searching for hidden cameras in our house, which is crazy, right? Um, luckily I'm good at hiding cameras, so he hasn't found any yet. Uh, do you guys know that there have been over 52, like, confirmed UFO sightings by military personnel? Like, sightings of, like, th like flying objects that they don't know what they are. It might not be aliens, but it's like 52 things that pilots uh, don't know what they are. I feel like it's got to be funny to aliens that like we still aren't sure they exist. They're probably like, what do you mean they don't know we exist? We fly through there all the time. Like we're constantly, they have videos of us and they're not sure we exist. Like, what do you mean? Like, we're constantly abducting them. What, they don't believe those people? Oh, well, they do have a problem with that. Uh, 
I also don't understand, like, why is it that almost every alien abduction story involves an anal probe? Like, what are they doing? What are they looking for, you know? I feel like there's only three possible situations for what's going on there. The first is that aliens are just, like, kinky as fuck, and they like playing with our buttholes. Uh... The second is that they know something we don't know. Like maybe there's some sort of like ivory hidden in our buttholes or like intergalactic, the, like the equivalent of intergalactic ivory that they're harvesting. Uh, and the third, and you're gonna have to stay with me for this one, is uh, I feel like they might just be trying to communicate with us. Like if you can think about it, if you're an intelligent species, you have to be able to communicate, right? And we do it by expelling air out of our lungs through our vocal cords, right? But what's the only other part of your body that also expels air? <laughs> it's your ass, right? So what if an alien race has vocal cords in its anus and that's how they talk to each other, by farting? They could be trying to talk to us, right? And it makes sense why they haven't broken through yet, right? Because if imagine if we abducted an alien, if the roles were reversed, and you know it gets on our ship and tries to start talking to us, but to us it's just like a long fart. We wouldn't know what they were talking, what they were doing. They probably just think we're burping. So, yeah. Uh, NASA at NASA. Um, I'm a millennial. People like to make fun of millennials for er, for complaining too much, but the thing that we're complaining about is uh, their problems that like baby boomers and Gen X created. So I feel like making fun of millennials for, for millennials for complaining too much is kind of like making fun of a crack baby for crying too much. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm gonna end on that. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Look at this one. <laughs> this is this is the feedback por feedback portion of the of the of the open ride. Yeah. Hey, that's you're welcome. You're oh, hey, you laid it all out. I'm sure you've heard that before. Uh, by the way, illegal aliens also like assholes, buttholes. Just so you know, from what I've read. Um, and I, you don't have to pay for a maid. My best friend has slaves who come into the house, clean the house, and as a payment, they get to blow him. So he gets his house cleaned and a blow job. I mean, she knows what I'm talking about, Alice. Yeah, you see? I, I, play, I played a cleaning lady for years, and I don't know why. When I discovered that, they don't get paid. They provide services. Yes, it's a reward. All right, now that we got that all cleared out, go on. Um, I forget the website, but I'll look it up. Uh, please give it up for our next performer, all the way from the South Bay, David Stolowitz. Esto hacía mucho tiempo. Mañana al barco. My grandfather's been dead for about a year now, but I know he's looking down on me from heaven. It's what he always used to do while he was alive, and I can't imagine anything has really changed that much. You know, someday I plan to tell my own grandchildren about how I came to this country with six cents in my pocket, a maxed out credit card, two dollars in my account, and a dream, a dream to become waste management king of Melpita School. 
I built a dynasty by being one of the realest crackers out there, way beyond the pale. Ah, this moment of clarity. It's all going to work out. Yeah. Um, you guys like driving the back roads? You ever do that for fun? Yeah, it's relaxing, right? Uh, whenever I'm in a bad mood, I find raiding small family farms on Green Valley Road in Watsonville just perks me right up. You can get all your virgins and your pillaging done in one run. It's very economical that way. Uh, people have so many cockamamie theories about why I ended up gay. I've heard Chicken McNuggets, hormones in my yogurt, allergy shots, the Disney Channel, but only in the 80s when you had to pay for it. Turns out now uh, there's some scientific evidence it might actually be caused by this thing called epigenetics. Uh, it's not the genes themselves, it's the things that control the factors of their expression. So basically my genes said, look Dave, we were gonna make you into pussy, but look at all this overpopulation. How about some nice dick instead? It's good for the environment. <laughs> yeah, what do you think, what do you think? Uh, it'll all work out. <laughs> Uh, I love going up on Mount Madonna. It's this place uh, near where I live, and it's absolutely silent. You can't get any cell phone coverage. People just leave you alone. It's, it's so peaceful. You know, I think I would have become a monk if it hadn't been for the whole cocksucking thing. I'm really drawn to that way of life, I have to say. <laughs> uh, I'm excited about this new job I got. I'm working for a local radio station selling Rush Limbaugh's advertising time to the hippies of Monterey Bay. <laughs> This is going to be fun, you guys. I always love a good challenge. Um, let's see. You know, uh, I, I'm half Jewish, and I'm, supposedly I'm supposed to have all this money and power because my dad's a Jew, but I have yet to see any of it. I'm going to have to bring that up with the elders of Zion in our meeting next year at the Prague Cemetery at midnight. It's going to be on the agenda, believe me. I know the question everybody asks. Do we actually drink the blood of Christian babies? The answer is no. It's even worse. We drink straight vermouth, and it's fucking disgusting. Uh, I cannot recommend it. Um, you know, I tried to be a good liberal San Francisco and stay constantly outraged about everything to the point of exhaustion, but I live on a farm with puppies and sunflowers, and they're making it very difficult, I have to say. You know, I try to reason with the dogs. I'm like, but what about Trump? Climate change, sex trafficking. And then they just roll over, and I pet their bellies, and it all goes away for a little bit. Oy. It's not like the old days where you can just tickle a cop to get out of a traffic ticket, right? <laughs> They're so sensitive these days. I miss the days when I could get stoned with Jimmy Meniz and drive around Fresno. The cops didn't know what was going on yet. They couldn't really tell when people were high. So they didn't really understand why when they pulled me over, I went into the center divider. I was like, well, it was convenient. It was right there. You intimidated me. Do you smell something? Ah, oh, the cat. He pissed at the back. You know how it is. <laughs> Ah, uh, breathe. This moment of peace has been brought to you by South Bay Comedy. Thank you. <laughs> Give it up for David figuring out he's gay. Yay. One more. <laughs> Um, straight men enjoy all the perks of gay without the uh, gay struggle. A little alcohol, some lube, and a can-do attitude, and they're straight to bed. You know what I'm talking about. All right, our next performer has a great uh, voice. Please give it up for Starlar. What's up, Mutiny? How's it going? You can hear me, right? Good, because I can hear you. <laughs> Woo! All right, let's see. 
So should I do some uh, good material or some bad material? What do we want to work on today? Trick question, assholes. It's all bad. <laughs> Fucking fools. Mm. Let's see what we got here. So my roommate's been watching a lot of Friends lately, and here is my impression of every guy on every 90s sitcom ever made. I sure hope no one thinks I'm a homosexual. Because I'm not a homosexual. Regardless of what these coincidences may have implied. People know what I'm talking about? Like whenever they like uh, instinctively hug, they like recoil back, ooh. No, don't want anything, and don't want anybody to think I'm homosexual. That's, that's 90s, that's the friends. Uh, let's see. So my boss had a meeting the other day. He was trying to motivate us, and he closed it by saying, as Emerald would say, we've gotta kick it up a notch. <laughs> oh my god, I had to excuse myself. Those dated references, man, it's just opiates to the small mining town that is my veins. In fact, straight up, hey, you folks heard of these in-sync fellas, huh? More like insufferable. Give me some green day, Emmy any day, am I right? Hey, here's my impression of Ricky Martin at Starbucks. I'm living La Vida Mocha! How about that Monica Lewinsky chick, huh? How about Monica Lewinsky? I've been thinking a lot about Monica Lewinsky lately. Like when that scandal went down, it was, I was just a little kid, so it was all fun and games. Like, ha ha, this lady got caught filleting the president. I did use the word filleting, it was fun to look up dirty words in the dictionary. Anyway, it stayed funny for a while, but as I got older, Monica was 22 when that shit went down. When I was 22, I had to get an extension on a paper because I accidentally dropped my laptop in the toilet. I didn't want to disturb my roommate with my pornography. You're not ready to have your life defined when you're 22. I'm not sure you're ready to exist when you're 22. I'm pushing 30 now, and I don't think you should be judged for any dick you've sucked until you're at least 25. Maybe ever. Like, fuck it, I'm on Team Monica this, these days. She got a bum rap. I just want her life to be filled with like accomplishments and accolades. Then when kids look her up on Wikipedia or like crypto VR Wikipedia, where if someone makes your entry past tense, you die in real life, I don't know. Uh, They'll get to that one part and just be like, Monica Lewinsky sucked a president's dick? The Monica Lewinsky? That's my dream. Don't let any dick define you. Yeah, that one's not very funny so far. That's what I'm working on today. I can get some clapter out of it though, right? Yeah. Like that, that was a, uh, maybe it didn't make you laugh, but you're like, yes, I agree with that. I agree with the social norms that you are pushing to change. All right, so I only got a little bit of time, so I think I'm gonna practice some one-liners. That sound good? Let's practice some one-liners, yeah. Let's see what we got here. So my mama didn't teach me much, but she sure as sugar taught me to treat every man as a potential rapist. You know, that's all that's written here. I guess that's the one-liner. 
that's true though about man. That's a lesson I passed down to my dog. Okay, that's my time. Thanks for sticking around, y'all. Give it up for Starlight, who will not let a dick I define him, and who is not a homosexual from the 90s. All right, our next performer is Philip. Uh oh, David Phillips. I've learned uh, I've learned a lot of good shit at this open mic so far. A lot of good shit. Uh, my favorite thing I learned was that Mormon guys don't like thick women. You know, <laughs> they don't like thick women. I was like, damn, man, that's that's some cold shit. You know, I love thick women. You know, I love I don't like skinny women. Just I don't like it. it's just that 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 bone right into that center area. You know, it's not for me. No, I bring this up because I'm going on a date with a woman who left the Mormon church and I'm going on the date tomorrow night. So you have any advice for me? Anything? What? Prepare for the trauma. I'm, I'm attracted to trauma. <laughs> give, me, give me some fucking trauma. You know, let's get down, baby. I love trauma. You know, I love trauma like white on rice. <laughs> I'm just freestyling about trauma at an open mic. Surprise. <laughs> uh, no, uh, pornography has evolved much since my days as a youth. You know, it has evolved much. Now it's all about step familial relations, having sex with each other. So stepson with stepmother, stepbrother with stepsister, stepfather with stepfather. And all the films start the same way. One person goes to the other and proposes sex. And the other person goes, but no, we're not, in, we're, we're in the same family unit. And then the other person responds, but we're not blood related, you know? And this is the ultimate counterpoint that always gets them. You know what I'm saying? They can't say no to this counterpoint. We are not blood related. And so I watch these movies and the people have sex and when the ejaculation comes and the movie is over, I am always left unsatisfied. And I'm, a, I'm left unsatisfied because I want to know what happens when the blood relatives return, you know? I want to know what happens to this family unit, you know? What is the family dinner like? Is there divorce court? These are things that I want to know. Okay, all right. I'll fuck with that reaction. I do yoga because I like culty shit. You know, I give me some fucking cults, baby. Lift me up. I went to the yoga studio the other day, and the woman at the front desk was a white woman with dreadlocks. And I say this not putting judgment on her, but I'm just painting a picture in your mind for the story, you know? So I go up to her, and she goes, how was your day? And I go, I've been working real hard. And she goes, what do you do for work? And I go, I draft complaints for personal injury victims and in lawsuits. To which she replied, does that bring you joy? I was like, I was like, bitch, I, th I thought this was a safe space, you know, <laughs> coming in on some judgment. No, I'm, uh, I wake up every day plagued 
by life's most existential questions, you know. Is there a God? What is the meaning of life? And can a person be considered a vegetarian if they eat eggs? You know what I'm saying? Like, is a vegetarian omelet really vegetarian, you know? Is something vegetarian before it turns into a meat product, you know, in that state? Man, all right. Well, I thought that shit was funny. Like, <laughs> I wrote that this morning. I was like, I found it, baby. I found, I found that shit, you know. But uh, I guess that's what we're all doing here. I just want to compliment your voice, man. You should just scream from the mountaintops with that shit. It's a beautiful instrument. <laughs> all right, I'm David Phillips. Thank you so much. All right, David Phillips, don't put out on your first date. What? <laughs> Cole has been doing it wrong this whole time. Um, <laughs> our next performer, give it up for Cole Chapman. Do I, I forgot to grab my money. Uh, give it up for David one more time, everybody. Uh, I actually, so fun fact, we actually went to high school together. Um, I know, crazy, right? Good to see you. When did you become Matthew McConaughey doing stand-up? When did that, you weren't like this in high school, then suddenly you're like, thick women, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Where did that come from? That's wild. <laughs> Anyways, good to see you. Right, put this on mic, perfect. Okay, uh, I'm uh, stressing out. You guys stressing out? Stressful times, eh? Uh, I work at the news, so it's a real confusing time. Um, for a number of reasons, uh, you know, like, because, like, you know, when I went to, we left high school, and then we went to go pursue our own careers, right, and I went to journalism school, and everyone was like, don't do journal, like, don't go into journalism, <laughs> like, literally, even I had professors, were like, what are you doing, like, we'd get into class first day, like, get the fuck out of here, idiot, what are you, you're in journalism, you idiot, but, like, the whole time, they were like, that's motivated, sort like, primarily by money, like, you're not gonna make money. Now it's like, you're the enemy of the state. <laughs> and I was like, I wasn't expecting this fucking in college. Like, I would have done business, no doubt. Like, if someone was like, oh, yeah, the president's going to hate you a couple years from now, I'm like, all right, I'm good. Don't worry about it. Like, thing is, I'm not even, like, directly in news. I'm, like, a social media manager, and that's not really the same thing, you know? Like, I'm, I'm close to news. I'm, like, I'm like in the group photo, you know what I mean? I'm to the side, hey, like, news is in the center. Yeah! And I'm on the... Like, coming in, like, hi. Like, I'm on the side, you know what I mean? Like, still not totally there, but I'm in the milieu, right? And it's weird because, like, this is a true story. Uh, recently, it was just uncovered that um, the Trump administration is, like, building a secret database of journalists. Yeah. For, for whatever reason, they're not going to tell us. Who knows? It's probably just, they're just checking up. <laughs> I don't know why, but just checking up. Uh, I want to know, am I on that list? I don't know, right? I'm a social media manager. I feel like there's going to come a day, a year from now, like fucking black vans roll up, armed guards, you know, get a, storm the building. They're rounding up on my coworkers. And I'm like, we're not going to take any. You're not going to take any of us alive. And they're marching on my coworkers out of the office, and I'm still there. I'm like, you're not going to take any of us alive. <laughs> what? Hey, what are you taking me to like, who are you? <laughs> social media manager. Like, no, you're good. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> Like, no fucking arrest me, bro. Come on. Like, we're all going out together. Like, nah, dude, you post memes and shit. You're not really, <laughs> you're not really, <laughs> what are you going to do? You're going to go report on this? What are you, <laughs> you're not gonna, you know, you forgot how to write 16 years ago. I'm like, you're right. I haven't written a goddamn thing. I've just been posting memes this whole time. 
It's a stupid job, man. I get, like I don't know how I've been doing. I almost feel like that what, the plot of Office Space. Like I've been skimming money off the top of this company, and no one's noticed yet. <laughs> the only way for me to leave this job is to burn the whole place down. I shouldn't say this on the radio, but <laughs> it's too late. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking crazy, man. I feel like one day someone's gonna show up and just be like, "We got you." You're like, shit, damn it. All right, well, this was a fun run. Five years, man. What a trip. I want to thank so many people. This has been amazing. <laughs> I just feel like that's bound to happen. <laughs> any fucking day now and it's weird because i can't tell people i just tell people it's almost like if you go to the east coast you tell someone you're from like a town near san francisco and you're just like i'm from san francisco you know you don't really tell people what you do at the paper because i'm like i'll tell people i work at the newspaper like, oh that's really cool yeah nice fight the power and then i'm like i'm a social media manager and they're like fuck you dude never mind like that's a, <laughs> it's a stupid job like, I once got into an argument with a 19-year-old about whether or not this job should exist. Their whole argument was, it should not exist. <laughs> Easy platform. And you know what my fucking counterpoint was to this snot-nosed piece of shit 19-year-old? Nothing. I agreed. I was like, you're right, dude. This is, this is a stupid job. I don't know how we've gotten this far. It's very dumb. Because, like, I got to tell, like, actual journalists what's going on online, you know? And that's a weird... Have you ever been online? I know you've been online. <laughs> you've seen, imagine trying to tell some of the shit you've seen on the internet to your 67-year-old Watergate reporters. It's not, <laughs> they're not into any of it. And the thing is, my shit's like trouncing any of their, <laughs> like, it's not even close. And it's the dumbest thing. So, like, give you an example. Like, we have a pitch meeting every morning, right? It'd be something like this. You know, they go around every desk. They're like, okay, Metro, what do you got? They're like, we're tracing down some, you know, corruption story in City Hall. It's, we get down to the bottom of this, follow the money. We're going to Pulitzer. It's going to be amazing. Like, okay, cool. Like, crime, what do you got? They're like, oh, there's a shooting in 16th Street. Mother, daughter, both died. Terrible. We're going to do the whole narrative thing. Probably going to get to the bottom of it. We're going to get, you know, Pulitzer Prize. Great. And they're like, okay, internet, what do you got going on? I'm like, there's this dress. No one knows what the fuck color it is. <laughs> People are, families are breaking up. <laughs> People are dying. They're like, oh, my God. <laughs> Gets like five billion hits. <laughs> Those other two got like ten maybe, you know. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, I win the Pulitzer. They're like, what? Uh, all right. Uh, that's been my time. We got it for uh, uh, Sergio, everybody. All right. Cole Chapman has a job. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> this whole time I've been wondering. Do you guys want to sign up if you want? There's a list. Oh, there you go. Oh, good. We're taking your email address, taking some money, pictures. You know the works. Yeah, kidding. <laughs> All right, our next performer I have never seen before. Please give it up for Se Alessandra Selena. Oh, that's it. Oh, I was going to say the full thing. All righty. Thank you. Hi everyone. Um, yeah, he, you never met me before, but you're gonna you're gonna get to know me. So my name is Alessandra. I come from this little place in the middle of Europe called Italy. Anybody? I was born in Rome. And if you guys don't know, uh, when you're born in Rome, you're probably born with this genetic disease called the Roman Catholic guilt. It's fucking real. This is real, you know and I spend the entire life trying to get rid of it, you know, and you're guilty for this thing called the original sin. So, anybody knows what the fuck is the original sin? Anybody? No? <laughs> come on, little Sunday school, come on, anybody? Me neither. 
It was the guy with the apple with the woman that said, eat it, and he's like, okay, I'll eat it, and then everybody goes to hell after that. That set the standard for sinning, eating that apple, right? So, and we're all sinner now, and you're sinner when you're a Catholic, you're sinner if you have fun, you're probably like sinning for everything. Like if you have sex, <laughs> if you're a woman having fun, having sex, then VIP straight to hell, you know? And women in Italy, we're really crazy. Like uh, we're all being diagnosed, crazy Italian woman. I went to the doctor one, I'm like, doctor, I'm crazy, I need something. He's like, no, Miss Valentini, you just uh, are Italian. Yeah, go home and yell at your boyfriend. <laughs> Make pasta, do something. But yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah, the Romans were fucked up and I heard a lot of story. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we set the whole up, all that shit that is going down. It's like all our fault. We're like basically the butterfly effect of that shit that happened. But since I have four minutes, I'm not gonna tell you the story of the Romans. I'm gonna tell you, you know, <laughs> the modern day story. They're really exciting times now, right? We're like in this time now that is, you know, we're all catered by apps all like together with our screens. We're so happy with that screen. Like, oh my God, such a relationship. You know, and we might blow up tomorrow for real. Who said that? Her like, yeah, the third wall, yeah. <laughs> we really might, but we got smartphone. We can catch it on camera, fucking hell, man. Then we can post it in this whatever post-apocalyptic insta fuck that will be, you know, will be cranked up by some bicycle in a basement to get that modem to work maybe with some satellite that's still working up there, you know. Too bad our follower will be all dead, but that's okay, you know. And uh, yeah, um, uh, four minutes is a short time, I have so much to say. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, I'm, yeah, and then I forget because it's too short, like, ah. So yeah, um, do you have one of those dumb friends, by the way, that would rather see it all blow up and go fuck off? It's like, yeah, let's all blow up and live like Mad Max. Like all like fucking, I'm like, yeah. No water, no food, that sounds like a great party. Where are you gonna get your weed, your porn? You know, you gotta go crank up with that bicycle to get your modem working. And then like, uh, you know, we'll have to get food at the at the black market, and there won't be any food, so we'll have to trade it with body parts. Like, hey, what you gonna give me today for the hand? Can I get that juicy foot for a piece of ass? Here. It's like, yeah, well, that, we're gonna have porn. It's gonna be cannibal porn. I'm like, yeah, that's fun shit, man. <laughs> Is that my time? Like a 30 second? All right, yeah. Um, but anyway, the, yeah, but then we'll go to Mars. Yeah, he's my friend's like, yeah, let's go to Mars. I'm like, yeah, have fun melting those ice caps. Anyway, I got lost here, but um, there is a lot of Mars shit going on because <laughs> instead of saving the planet, right? Too much work, yeah. Yeah, but I leave you with that very positive note. And uh, yeah, very inspired. Oh, I haven't do something. The alien took my, no, I have to do this. Because I forgot about that. Why the hell can I fucking forget? Because Italian women are crazy, but I am the one that's like top the whole thing. Because the alien came, abducted me, my friend that with the alien left. And they took, um, anyway, they put a crop circle in my skull, a crop circle. Do you want to see it? You want to see it? You really do? 
All right. Woo! That's it. Because now I'm an alien forever. All right. There you go. All right. Ready, ready? Hold on. Oh, no, you're taped. Time is uh, Give it up for the Italian Laura Croft. Yay. <laughs> um, I was raised Catholic, and as a child, I went to church every Sunday. Yeah, I was a Mormon. I mean, I'm... <laughs> different, different. I was, I was an altar boy. Yeah. Most of my performances took place at the back of the church. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, our next performer, please give it up for Mike Evans Jr. I, uh, I used to go to church a lot more growing up. I grew up in the church. Um, but I don't know. I, I just feel like church is a little boring it's a little too boring for like having to be like the most amazing thing or represent the most amazing entity that we could even understand right it's the same story same book there's no upgrades the bible should be tablets right it should they started off as fucking tablets right in the bible and they upgraded to books and now they should be tablets i don't know it's just like i <laughs> shouldn't it be a sin to be bored in church shouldn't you always be having a great time talking about your lord and savior i'm just saying like there's there's a reason why why we're bored the most free i ever see people is when um when they take their wigs off one that's that was amazing um but two is at like music festivals everyone is super free and happy and they're just like telling the truth to each other and shit and quitting their jobs and they smell like shit like that's that's God. That's like the most happy i've ever seen people those same people go to church the next day and just fall asleep and i I don't really have a joke about this yet, but this is uh, this is the idea in my head. Um, I uh, I have a girlfriend who I lied to to get with. Um, I just lied to her about my personality a lot. There's a lot of like fucked up, like you know, like fetishizing and cultural appropriation happening in the United States. Me. I, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, I do have a big penis. I was in a gang. I play basketball. Like, I do all these things. <laughs> At least I say all these things to make girls want to get with me. But um, the fucked up part is my dad was actually, like, in a gang. He used to beat up people, and, like, he has tattoos and shit. And so now that my girlfriend met my dad, I'm pretty nervous because I think she wants to fuck my dad. And... Um, <laughs> And that, that wouldn't be cool. Wouldn't be cool at all. It'd be a good porno. It'd be a great porno. That's like what most porn is now, right? It's like, it's like I fucked, fucked my son's girlfriend. Like that's, or like my sister, right? Like that's the porn. Anybody watch incest porn? Anybody big on? No, right? Yeah. It's, <laughs> they're not like really related. I think that's where people think I'm weird anytime I say that in public. Like, yeah, I watch that shit, but like, they're not really related. Like, even in real movies, they're not actually related. So why the fuck would you think it's real? I don't know. It's just good acting. And I think, like, <laughs> for some reason, like, I think that turns me on the most about those porn is just, like, the idea of, like, getting your dick sucked under a table while you're, like, having a conversation with, like, your grandma. Like, shit like that. If you don't know what I'm talking about, this is a really weird thing to hear. But... 
Just watch more porn, guys. Watch more porn. You'll understand my thought process and why you shouldn't hold this microphone after me. Um, <laughs> yeah, my dick. Okay, yeah, my penis. Um, Theodore, that's, uh, that's my dick's name. Now that you all know that. Uh, I'm scared my dick has a better conscience than me because um, I tried to cheat on my girlfriend like last week and it didn't work because my dick wouldn't get up. And normally then they say, you know, think with your dick, that's a horrible idea. My dick had the better idea, right? Like I went all the way over there, <laughs> downloaded Tinder again, and it didn't, didn't pan out. And I was, I was yelling at my penis, but I really wanted to, really wanted to fuck her. But it didn't work. It's all good. Hopefully my girlfriend is not listening. Uh, to this right now or she'll be really upset uh back to back to music festivals and drugs uh i, think I told a story last week i told pam i did molly um like four points of molly at last outside lands which is like a terrible amount to do to be honest if you if you still want to have fun right you know you've been there <laughs> no. but uh yeah i i damn near lost my job because while i was on molly i texted my boss I texted my boss at this food delivery company I work at called DoorDash. Some of you might have heard of it. And um, you know when you're on Molly, you just you're super fucking honest, and you're like everything's okay. This is the way to be in real life. How come I'm never this happy? And like I was telling my boss all this shit, like, hey man, like I'm sorry I'm late all the time. Like you're a really good boss, man. Sometimes I'm late, and I don't even need it. I don't have a reason, man. Like I lie to you all the time, bro. And you're just you come to work every day on time, bro, and you're, you're really great. And so the next day, all that can be translated to 22 individual text messages sent to my boss. And I was scared as shit, because like, what the fuck excuse do I have? And um, I saw him the next day at work, and he was like, hey, Mike, don't worry, nothing happened. That was great. Yeah, I still have the job, fucking crazy, right? My name is Mike. I had to touch the microphone and I touched his hand after all that. Yay, yay me. Reminds me of my uncle. Um, our next performer, please give it up for Sammy Rasa. Hi guys, I am Sammy, Sammy Rosabai. You had a fun thing too, cheers. Um, so my name is Sammy and I love coming here because I can say whatever I want and things happen, you know? But uh, so, uh, so on this like religious hype thing, uh, I'm Muslim, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, talk to me about Orthodox, right? Like I grew up as a repressed child, <laughs> very repressed. Sex was like, oh my god, what is this? It's like cotton candy, oh, hello, yummy. Um, anyways, uh, so that's actually not why I'm here. I'm here because, uh, so I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm actually pretty fat. Very fat, super fat. Um, and, and you know what though, it's interesting because uh, 
at least I think I'm fat. I know whatever you guys want to think, you guys think. Um, but it also comes from the fact that like I grew up in this very oppressive household. Um, but that that being said, I you know us being like in San Francisco, living in San Francisco, and and seeing everybody always constantly run and run and run and they're smiling and they're so excited about running and they're running and they're running and they're running. They do like five miles before they go to work and they do five miles right after they get off of work and they're still smiling. Oh, okay, well, so I run too, but not like that. Um, it, it's actually a task to run. I no, I actually used to run a lot, um, but I do run, not like that though. Uh, I'm, I sweat. I'm a sweater, yeah, um, but, you know, and, and I kind of get obsessed with this whole thing, too, you know, you're counting calories, you you go and calculate your body mass index, your BMIs, right, and, and then you see all these, like, skinny people, like, running and running and running, and it's like, um, like, what the fuck? Do they know, like, in the post-apocalyptic world that your body mass index is not what matters. It's your fucking bone dense uh, uh, density, your bone mass density at that point. Sorry, I fucked that one up. But <laughs> it's supposed to be your bone mass density, all right? So you're supposed to laugh there. Haha, um, -ha, thank you. Uh, so no, but you know, uh, being being lazy and being fat for whatever that means. Um, how many of us love watching the the debates that happened last week? I think was it last week? Two? Was it two weeks ago? Two weeks? Two weeks? Dang. Yeah, well, I think they were two weeks ago. Um, so anyways, like, <laughs> you know, the debates, right? Like, it's just, they can get kind of intense. And like, um, how many, like, so I actually do work in politics. And it's kind of like, right? But like, I, I get to do this, right? Maybe, maybe not. Um, but what was I going to say about that? Hold on. I got to look at notes. Damn it. Um, Oh, so, yeah, what if, okay, so, e. Um, so who here has watched the debate? Did he, any of you guys did? Yeah, that's cool. Oh, no. What if they all had shock collars? Ew? Yeah? No? Okay, every time they, like, went over time or if they, like, said some shitty-ass platitude of, like, make America, we the people, buy the people, for the people, right? But what do we learn from this? We learned that Beto cannot speak Spanish. We did learn that Cory Booker can speak Spanish, right? Then we also learned that there are some people who, like, we had no clue about, like, Marion Williams. Like, who the fuck was that, right? Like, <laughs> I, I was, like, scratching my head when I saw that, right? And then, and then, and then good old Bidey, right? We love Bidey. I, lo I love Bidey. Um, we did learn that he needs uh, a bit of a more orange or tan like Boehner does. I don't know if you guys know Boehner. Boehner has an orange tan. Um, we also know that uh, Bidey loves little Eskimo kisses and butterfly kisses or whatever they're called, right? And then, you know, we also, because, you know, we saw Kamala Harris respond to it and, and said that little girl was me, me too. Oh. Thank you very much, guys. Bye. Hi, crazy Italian. Ciao, buongiorno. Arrivederci, arrivederla. Buonasera. I forgot what I was going to say, damn it. 
<laughs> All right, our next performer just walked in. Please give it up for Justin Carisi. Perfect timing. I think that might be the only accurate int introduction I've ever done. That's entirely true. I did just walk in. Uh, uh, I think I may have um, made a mistake again. I forgot what I was going to talk about to you guys today. Um, yeah, uh, are, are we doing good? <laughs> you guys having a good day? Uh, I'm just going to tell you about my week. Uh, the best thing that ever happened to me suddenly stopped. Some of you know about that. I was running a show at a skyscraper, and it's over now. Wah. Um, but I got to do that, so I'm better than everyone. So I have that. Uh, I was uh, uh, I I was on a show a couple of days ago where this guy was uh, aggressively pushing the. There was free cake. I don't know if any of you. He was like he's like push the cake. Make sure you talk about the cake. It's all about the cake for a month. I, I must have posted five six times over the course of a month. I get there's exactly no cake. And he's just like, yeah, that fell through, and we didn't talk about it at all um, for the remainder of the evening. That was a lot of fun. Um, let me see if I can remember what I'm going to talk about without looking at my phone. I'm just trying to stretch my abilities here. Um, they, you know how they say that music is getting worse over time? Like, oh, society's degrading, everything's getting worse, music is terrible. And then people will come back and say, oh, look at this quote from ancient Greece. They were saying the kids are worse every generation since forever. Things are definitely getting worse. It's very, you can look at the music that they were listening to. There was this Eartha Kitt song from 1954 called I Wanna Be Evil. And her examples of being evil were like, I wanna drink whiskey, I wanna shoot pool. Like we do that in church. Didn't a song come out three years ago that was exclusively about licking ass? <laughs> Things are definitely getting worse. So oh, they've always been that way. No, it has absolutely has not. Um, okay, I'm gonna look at my notes. I'm sorry, I'm discombobulated. Old people music. Oh yeah, there's another part to that that I forgot about. How like we think our music is so fucking bad, right? But Back when they had all that old, you know, we think of that as like weak old people music. But when they were doing that, their parents were like, just only church hymns for you and no dancing. And they were like, fuck you, mom and dad. That's how that was. Glad you guys are here. Thank you. That went over. This goes over great with my friends. Um, let's see what else I have. Uh, ooh, uh, I might have added some things to this. I am. Um, I used to be good looking, uh, and I'm not anymore. I got I got slightly slightly less good looking, and it's all it, very different. And by different, I mean, please kill me. It's, um, the attractiveness is, works like the Richter scale. Like one point makes a big difference. <laughs> um, 
I, I have a face that could be on maybe like a billboard for mattresses at best. I am, um, I'm, f <laughs> I'm almost attractive. I'm almost attractive. It is not, it's, thank you. It's not as good as it sounds. It's not like being almost rich. It's more like being almost healthy or like nearly passing a drug test. <laughs> it doesn't count. Um, I am five foot 11. I'm almost tall. Uh, it's, I'm trying to work on how to not say Tinder or dating apps to make that funny, but that's where it happens. Cause if you're not, if you can, if you don't say you're six feet tall, you don't, then no one swipes on you. So, um, I don't have any more punchlines. Uh, I keep doing stuff that was helped when I was attractive and it doesn't help anymore. Like I work out a lot. I don't know if some of you guys don't know me. I'm jacked under here. Huge. But if your arms are a 10 and your face is a six, you're a six. And that's how that goes. And that's what I have for you. Thank you guys very much. All right. Give it up for the six. Yay. Or 10 if you see his arms, at best, when wet. Um, it, would you guys like to come up? You want to tell any jokes, anything, story When childhood? are you going to do your set, Sergio? Oh, let's try something. There you go. Are you not going to, did we, can we, can I introduce you? Can I say? We're working on something and it's not memorized, but yeah, we try it. But do you want me to introduce you or do you want to introduce yourself? Your next comedian has been hosting the shit out of this program and we're very excited to hear his jokes. Put your hands together, everybody, for Sergio Navoa! <laughs> And here's my money. Hi, everyone. Yes, my name is Sergio. Uh, let's see. Straight men are gentrifying gay culture. Some of my gayest friends are straight men. They wear skinny jeans. They only work out to impress the other men at the gym and brunch. I can't go to brunch without running into my straight male friends. Also, for some reason, men are constantly coming out to me as straight. I thought only gay people had to come out. Next, they're gonna take over gay bars. And I say this because a lot of my straight friends are always saying, let's go to gay bars so I can pick up chicks. That's like a vegan going to a steakhouse for a salad. That's how it starts. Gay bars are the gateway to gay town. They go there for Cindy, but they come home with Sergio. But straight men have the worst pickup lines. Ladies, you think you have it bad? You should try being a gay man getting hit on by a straight man in a gay bar. I always get the, bro, just so you know, I'm not gay, but if I were gay, I would totally have sex with you. <laughs> and I'm like, hmm, bro, I am gay, and I would totally not have sex with you. I'm not gonna be your guinea pig dick. By the time you get to me, you gotta be able to take it like a man. And I tried this earlier, let's see if I can deliver it well, but straight men get all the gay perks without the gay struggle. A little alcohol, some lube, and a can-do attitude, and they're straight to bed. That's the other part I don't remember I shit. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, a little straight to attitude. I mean, I, I get it. You get all the sexual benefit without the emotional attachment. Um, men are intrigued by me sometimes, and I get it. I mean, I play sports, I do listen to Madonna, and I have a black belt. So 
I might want to fuck you, or I might just want to fuck you up. Uh, either way, you'll end up in the bottom. <laughs> that's what I wrote today, and then I'm trying to remember what else. Uh, yeah, that's all I have, Pam. I'm just trying to work on this, and I worked on it today. Alrighty, but, that's but, it. Thank you. But that was only two minutes. You don't oh, want to do more than two minutes. Oh, minutes. it's not full. Okay. That was uh, a hot two, but like, do do old jokes or something. Old it was only a hot two. Like, come all right. on. I blame Grinder for this. I would not date. I would not date straight men if it wasn't for Grinder. Grinder has ruined gay flirting. Um, dick pics are the new hello. I miss the old hello when a guy would walk by you in a bar and press his crotch against your thigh. Ladies, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, yes. Now I know what it feels like for a girl. Uh, gay men aren't any better, really. Uh, the other day I was hit on by a man in his 60s, and he said, typically I date 18 to 25-year-olds, but I'm willing to make an exception for you. And I thought, oh, he went old school. Um, I blame Viagra. Uh, turns out you get more than an erection when you take the pill. You also get a dose of delusional self-confidence. Um, da -da -da -da. Uh, the straight guy that hit on me, he was really hot, though. Kind of reminded me of my brother. Um, let's see. Da -da, I already said that part. Incest. Oh, okay, I'll say something old. I have dated both men and women, and it is safe to say that women can have sex with anyone they want. We men have sex with whatever we can. Uh, surprisingly enough, once I had sex with a man, I understood women so much more. Uh, and because of this, I will help the straight men in the audience be more popular with women. Um, I will have sex with each of you. <laughs> yes, don't worry. <laughs> just because you enjoy sex with a man does not make you gay. And just because you have sex with a man does not mean you're going to enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> just ask most women. Yes. And I know with the whole Me Too movement, men are afraid to approach women right now. I can help you with this. There is a fine line between flirting with a woman and harassing a woman. It's really simple. If you're attractive, you're flirting with a woman. If you're unattractive, you're harassing a woman. Any questions? Good. And also, guys, there are a few things you need to know about women. Women are superior to us. They're evolved. So if you want a hassle-free, sexually fulfilled relationship, date men. It's worked out for me, yeah. One benefit to dating men, no accidental pregnancies. And I know this because my ex and I try to have kids, and we really tried. Um, turns out butt babies don't survive. Yeah. And let's see, last thing, I ran into my high school girlfriend, and the first words out of her mouth, is it my fault you're gay? And I was like, no, you didn't turn me gay. Your brother did. Uh, I know. How delusional is she? She thinks she has the power to turn men gay. If women had the power to turn men gay, all gay men would be short, broke, and ugly. So not my type. Um, that is it for me, you guys. My name is Sir Jail. All right. How much time? Oh, I guess I know right now. So anyone else want to try? Oh, wow, that's longer than that. Anyone else want to try anything else? And want to come back to a second round? New material? You have a little bit of time. If, we have, if you want to, if anyone wants to plug any upcoming shows, yeah, anything coming up in your shows. You have a, we have a show at 8 o'clock here at the station. There is a show at 8 o'clock. It's going to be a lot Storytelling. Are you guys comics or you just come in and like to... There you go. Oh, wow. Good. All righty. Just audience people. Yeah, That's look exciting. at that. Uh, no one has any shows to plug? Seriously? See, uh, t Thursday, a week from today. 
week from today at Harmonic Brewing, the Dog Patch Comedy Show at 8 o'clock. It's free. Six comics. Uh, uh, great beer. Uh, what I'm, uh, yep, there's that. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. So the show at Tehama has been officially canceled due to uh, some very professional adults, uh, comics, and potentially audience members. Uh, I'm, at, I'm at copyright tonight at 10. Copyright on, um, at? To hell a funny show. On, on Folsom, Folsom Street between 7th and 8th. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Wednesday. Wednesday is the, 14th, the 10th in North Beach. Uh, There's a Planned Parenthood benefit tomorrow at Manny's on 16th and Valencia. A week from today in Petrero Hill at Farley's. There's a show there as well. Are you guys going to the Planned Parenthood show? No, they Oh, oh, do we have a Planned Parenthood in San Francisco? Oh, there you go. Now we know. That's yeah. <laughs> There's, there'll be a lot of people outside preventing you from getting in. Um, there was a place on I think it's Eddie between South Venice and Franklin and. They do stuff like this. And there were all these people protesting. So I drove one day, paused, opened, rolled down my window, took their sign and took off. <laughs> my heart was racing so fast because they had all these pictures of dead babies and nonsense. I was like, they don't need all this. Let me, t- yeah, yeah, I had one. It's hanging in my wall right now. Uh, and next to my Madonna poster. Um, anything else? Anything else to promote? Anything happening? Show here is at 8 o'clock. Where is this? Slap Face Coffee, uh, Peralta Boulevard, Fremont. Fremont. Slap Fremont. Chad Opitz yeah. is headlining. Yeah. Oh, great. Yes. Uh, what else? Anyone, anything? Any other shows? Let's see. The 12th. 17th at Oasis. Comedy and Drag. 7 o'clock. Uh, 24th. Dating Drama. Uh, a comedy show in, at Raven Bar on, in Folsom. And on the 27th, Women on Top, a comedy show. And then on the 30th, at the Lost Church, on cap between 15th and 14th, uh, Moms Know Best comedy show. They all happen to be moms. I'll be headlining that show. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, I did have an abortion joke. Darn it, I forgot about it. Oh, well. It's okay, I know. They're really tricky. I don't deal with abortion or race. I've been avoiding those. We have, we have four open mics a week here at the station at Mutiny Radio, Mondays and Fridays from 6 to 8, and then Saturdays and Sundays from 4 to 6. So lots of open mics for people to come and try out material. and learn comedy. And, and on Mondays, they give craft. you feedback. They'll say a joke, and then the comics will give feedback on how to make it better or to scratch it completely. Um, yes. All righty. Cool. Anyone else? Thanks so anything much for hosting this. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you next time. Yay. Bye.
is so exciting for Yash and myself to Where be here this evening for a number of reasons. First, you know, this is the, the first time that Yash and myself have been on the West Coast for one thing in Los Angeles, California. And I'll tell you. You know, because we're from the East Coast, you have Lutonia, really, you know, in yeah, a little no. town called Belbic. And there's, uh, you know, such a difference between our hometown and Los Angeles, you know, it's almost funny. Oh, yes, well. <laughs> that, well, no, no yeah, it is. No, no, but it is funny um, almost. Um, not not quite, real funny, no. but almost funny. Not, not what we call a big yuck. No, not the big yuck, no. But enough for some chuckles, maybe. Oh, sure. You know, Always for an example, for let me just say, in Los Angeles, you know, the sun shines all the time, oh. except for some isolated weeks in the winter. But you know, and that's one difference. That's one difference. No, Tonya, the driving is so different also. Oh, the driving? Yes. You know, not to mention the cops. Oh, no, well, we can't forget... The cops, no, you, those differences there. How could you forget those? No, we can't forget those, no question about it. But anyway, let's segue to this. You know, how many people out here, you know, know the, the, the great point? Anyway, let's segue to this. You know... Real funny, no. but almost funny. Not, not what we call a big yuck. No, not the big yuck, no. But enough for some chuckles, maybe. Oh, sure. You know, oh, for an example, for let me just say, in Los Angeles, you know, the sun shines all the time. Oh. Except for some isolated weeks in the winter. But You know, and that's one difference. That's one difference. No. Tonya, the driving is so different also. Oh, the driving? Yes. You know, not to mention the cops. Oh, no, well, we can't forget the cops. No, you... Those differences there. How could you forget those? No, we can't forget those. No question about it. But anyway, let's segue to this. Deuce, deuce, revival was my problem solver. Had a deaf girl, really didn't want to end Baba. In the life of a gangster, used to rob banker. But now I'm locked up, I'm just a funk low rankster. Jail cells know me too damn well. Seems like I built on earth my own personal hell. No matter how Somehow I always fail. Guess a lot of players got this story to tell. No matter how cold you roll, you simply cannot win. It's always fun in the beginning, but it's pain. Pain, pain, Ever since I was a minor, but now I'm on the bricks, deep in the mix. Crime smart, searching hard for some new street trick. I think I'll join a gang, sling a little cane. Put a beeper on my belt and get myself a name. Fresh sneaker, silk shirts, 24-7 work. Nine to five to survive, you gotta be a jerk. I clocked two grand a day. Yes, I was born to play. Who me at Mickey D's? It wouldn't work no way. I'm a big money haver, but not the last lapper. For me and for me, makes me no autographer. Cause the name on my dreams, nightmares of cash. 
paranoid of surveillance phobia of cameras. My bank's bigger, but so are my fears. Past records through players live limited years, but I'm unlike the rest, known to be the best. Fast money, true wealth, my eternal quest. I hustle all night long, there ain't no gaining rest. Close range bloods on my chest. I looked into his face. I thought he was my friend. My boy had set me up. This one would never mend. No matter who you trust, you simply cannot win. It's always fun in the beginning, but it's pain in the end. Pain, pain, pain. Got a gun in my mouth, threw me on the floor, called my girl a whore, put 10 G's out of my mattress and was looking for more. Cracked my safe with an axe, then it out to the map. When they see my money kicking it in 20 G stacks, book me on 10 with bells a different amount. The charges stuck like glue, some that I couldn't pronounce. They threw my ass the book, my life was surely took. Then they gave my girl 10 years for hanging out with a crook. She played the game herself, fast lane, quick wealth. No respect for the law or the city's health. The sweat of hustlers' grief is not reserved for men. It's fun in the beginning, but it's pain in it. Yeah, that ain't nothing. Cause when I get out of here, I'ma get right back in the money. Cause they don't know that I know what time it is, you see. I done learned something. I did have my time, but I learned more when I was in here. And I'ma go right back out and get paid. You understand what I'm saying? Cause I did have my time. Word. I only got nine years left. Yo, Eva, what's up, man? They be bugging. They won't play our records on the radio, man. Say we violent, man. They need to look at the news, you know what I'm saying? Somebody need to kill that noise. And what you doing with that up under your shirt? Oh, man, it's time we put some head out. this ounce of words is just a token is he who has a tongue to tell that must remain unspoken
And there's a very good reason for this. No matter where you turn on the dial, you're always going to find a kiddie show. And that is because the station makes such a killing on the kiddie show. Boys and girls, we're going to go on the air in just a minute. And uh, one thing I have to tell you, <laughs> during the cartoon, you boys and girls can't talk in the studio because that goes out over the air. See? And we've instructed our announcers, if you boys and girls talk during the cartoon, they're instructed to belt you right in the mouth. <laughs> Okay, boys and girls, we're going to get ready for the show, and there's the announcer man, and he's going to talk in that mic, and now I'll come back and, and talk to you, boys and girls. Hey, thank you. before I get into the mailbag. show the Three Stooges cartoons on Thursday, but uh, as I mentioned last week, they've been holding Uncle Freddy up on price. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. 
They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> my friends out at Mutiny Radio. Jester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Mufi's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastics deep in the mission where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for <laughs> is in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. Time. 
Hey, Mutineers, Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up a excellent mix of jazz latin gospel hip-hop and traditional folk ballads great stuff check it out labor and love is every saturday 10 a.m to 12 p.m serve somebody subliminal sf visual and auditory mind control brings you the best coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over san francisco and the bay area Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Welcome. Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5. Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, Punk Rock and Schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders Bar and Grill.
This is Tusser Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station that rule the nation. 